Welcome to First Things First. This is the weekly podcast where we talk about God, faith, and life in Shallow Water, Texas. So First Things First is a production of First Shallow Water, and each week we get to meet people from our church, from our community. We get to talk about things that matter to us in the church and in our town and, and even, even beyond that. So uh, today our guest is Christy Barker. So uh, Christy, uh, you, if you come to our church often or if you watch on the live stream, you've probably seen Christy uh, doing the uh, introduction and welcoming everybody and give it a little bit of an idea of what we're going to be talking about. She does a great job with that. So, uh, But she's our guest today. So, Christy, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Introduce yourself to us. Okay, cool. Thank you, Brad. I'm so excited to be here. Um, I am actually um, a 13-year member, almost 13-year member of the community in Shallow Water. Right. And we, have com- we started coming to the Baptist Church in Shallow Water a couple of years after we moved here. We yeah. sort of, you know, we, we did that thing where we punished ourselves and drove to Lubbock <laughs> because it's what we did before we moved out here. <laughs> right, and I think right. about all those years of lugging like an infant and a two-year-old right. all the way into town. And boy, we were missing such a blessing right here in our community. Uh, and so, that's awesome. and that's part of my story. It, it was um, a resistance to um, a denial denomination because I had grown up in a different denomination right. and so I was that denomination yeah, yeah, you know yeah, and yeah, so yeah, yeah. anyway awesome. um, we've been here about 13 years and um, I have a daughter who's 12 and uh-huh. a son who's 14 um, and they're just the love of my life and then I have a husband who's also the love of my yeah, life yeah, and um, that's good too. he and I um, we moved from a small town um, Sonora, Texas, oh, yeah. and then dro- we we came up to to go to Texas Tech. Okay, so that's so, what got us so here. y'all were knew each other like in high school. It goes further back. Than no that. way. Yeah, okay, all right. You're gonna talk we about were, that. Yeah. About so that. Caleb and I actually he so you know when you're in a small town and there's like a limited pool of people to choose yeah. from, you get you get like really uh, aggressive. Yeah. And I guess you could say I was aggressive. <laughs> So Caleb moved to Sonora when he was a seventh grader, and okay. by eighth grade, I had scooped him you up, like, and I wasn't letting go. That's right. And I you, still, we're 43, and so far, that's good. He's, he just keeps hanging on back. That's so I right. guess we're doing okay. He moved to town, and you were like, "Man, I gotta get, I gotta get on this because the, <laughs> would, who knows who might try right. to, yeah, that, yeah. You when just a, never a good knew. one pops up, and look, like that's just how it is in the world. Any of you out there who are who are single? Uh, or, you know, we just want to say that we, we're praying for you because it's, yeah. it's hard Amen. out there, man. Absolutely. So, so whether you're 14 or 40, you yeah. know, it's like you got to find the good ones. And I did find a good one. That's he's awesome. He's been, yeah, it's, we've had a, you know, of course, in, as any relationship. And being together that long, sure. it's, there's a lot. There's a lot of ups and a lot of downs. Sure, and, sure, sure. But the cool thing is that we're still real silly, kind of like we were in eighth grade. Yeah, and yeah. I think that helps a marriage. Oh, I think yeah. it helps to be silly and goofy and, oh, yeah. you know. And, Amy and, and I, too. Like, I, I don't know how, well, first of all, sh- th- I could not have married someone who wasn't going to be silly. So, yes. because that's just the, the way it was going to go. That's so, absolutely. And you guys, did I hear you say 20 years? Is so, we've right? been married 20 years. Yeah, okay. we'll be married 21 years in May. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Yeah. All right. So that's married awesome. a long time. So, yeah. one of the things that um, he really had to, to help me with is when I was in high school, um, I just really wanted to be married and have a yeah, family. Yeah, I was yeah. very much a nester, and he was like, whoa, lady. Like, I got a football <laughs> game Friday night, you're going to need to slow down. And so he always said, we will go to college and we will yeah, graduate great. and then we can talk about getting married. You know, yes. and I wasn't sure if that was like, ah, maybe you're not the one or maybe he's just really smart. As it turns out, he's just he's really, really smart. smart. Yeah. And so we graduated on May 12th, 2001 and we got married May 19th, Whoa. 2001. So we walked, you know, 
off the stage and down the aisle, as they say, <laughs> which was awesome. It was That's so busy and so crazy. And looking back, I'm like, why did you do all of that right. in such a that short same time? Week. But it, yeah. was, it was fun. So and we it, haven't looked back. Amy and I, we got married uh, before her junior year in college and before okay. my senior year in college. Yep. So, But she was 19. Oh, wow. Yeah, because so she, she started yeah. school a year early. She, okay. w- she started school in California, and she mm-hmm. started pre-K a year okay. early. And uh, so she was a year younger than everybody, you know. Yeah. And uh, but 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 like so we got married while we were still in college, and you know like at the time we were like this is awesome, you know. <laughs> so like, and you look back and probably yeah, see and all I'm the like, challenges. Oh man, of, what yeah, were we thinking? You know, so, so young. I, and we just we, it's nice because we kind of grew up together, uh, like not yep. probably in the same way that you guys did yeah. from eighth grade on. Well, That's, you know, but but there's something really cool about. All of these major moments mm-hmm. in our lives are ones that they're we shared. shared you know? Yes, so that's we really said cool. that at the same time. Yeah, well, that's shared. we've been yeah, through. Yeah, neat. we said shared. We shared the word share. <laughs> that I just was cool. Of, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> that's good. Okay, so um, so talk about uh, talk about then your career. I know you're a mm-hmm. professor, right? Yes. So talk a little bit about that. Well, I um, I actually. I teach at South Plains College, yeah, uh-huh. and I it's so funny because I teach a class where we talk a lot about careers, yeah. and so one of the stories I share a lot with my students is that I got to my senior year of college thinking I wanted to do something, right. and then got into the classroom and realized I don't really like little children. <laughs> I shouldn't yeah. say that. I do. I love little children, but I don't really want to be their teacher all Eight day. Eight hours a day. Uh, right. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so um, realized real quickly that probably being a classroom teacher in elementary school, which uh-huh. is what I went to college to do, probably yeah. wasn't going to be what I wanted. So I went on, you know, like any good, you know, person who doesn't know what they want, I went on to graduate <laughs> school. Um, and so my master's degree is in counseling. Um, and that that job that I got at South Plains College right after I finished was in the counseling center at South Plains. Sweet. So I spent a few years there and then looked around and realized, wow, it's not I don't love teaching. Mm-hmm. It's I didn't want to teach young children, yeah, exactly. but I, I teach college age children. Right. So I went back to school and did some um, postgraduate work so that I could be qualified to teach. And I've done that now for almost 20 years. So I've been there a really long time. That's awesome. And, you know, being in that capacity is one of my just greatest joys because being with college students, you know, they're at such a crossroads. Yeah. So many of, of our students um, and students everywhere, you know, they just have so much going on and mm-hmm. they have a lot of pressure. And um, and so I get to, s- I, my job is a hundred percent my ministry and right. it's so profound. I'm so lucky that yeah. God has given me a place and a situation where I can see that I actually get to be the hands and feet. Yeah. Um, and then I get to have so much, you know, that comes back to me. I get mm-hmm. to learn from these kids and, you know, really get to see what people go through that don't, you know, they don't have lives like I had. Right. They don't have the privileges like I had as a college exactly, student. Exactly, yeah. Um, our students, we have a very, very high number of low income. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's just, it's really a cool place to work because yeah. I get to work with people who are just really cool and yeah. they're neat people looking for a better life and it's a cool place to be able to to meet them there yeah you know and i I, i've worked with college students for a lot of my life and 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 of course amy teaches the same kind of situation that you're Uh in uh but um but you know that those years 18 to 22 we we change and develop as much or more in those years as we do from the ages of one to five you know like there's it's a huge. it's a massive yeah. time of development yeah. and so you're right like being able to speak into the lives of people 
who are in this really sea change in their life is right. is super super cool. You yeah, know, it is. I like what you said that, that you see your 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 work as ministry, and yes. I think that's true. Like all of us. All of us have a calling. All, mm-hmm. uh, uh, whatever it is that we're doing, we're it's not by accident. God's no. place is there on purpose, and right. there's people that we're supposed to minister to. So I really I like that. That's a it's a yeah, it's neat. And you know, I I know that that God calls all of us to minister, no matter where we are in Absolutely. the world, no matter what we're doing. But sometimes Caleb and I will have conversations, and Caleb is um, he's in in engineering and sales. He uh-huh. has a company that builds cotton gins. Right. And so often we'll talk about. I'm like, well, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, like. <laughs> And I mean, he's clothing the world, I guess, yeah, in yeah, some ways, yeah. you know, making sure. No, I'm, I'm kidding. But it's so, I think for me, um, my Enneagram type is three. Uh-huh. I'm a helper. Yeah. I need to know, like I need to see the work mm-hmm. that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, or it certainly makes me feel good um, to know that, 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 that I get to do that in a real way, a real profound sort of right now tangible kind of way. It's almost so. why God... You feel like maybe God put Oops, you in that I position do. is yeah. so that you because He knew you were going to need that affirmation where you could literally draw Oops. a straight line. Just call me know, out, but you yes, know what I mean? that's right. You could literally here's a straight line to mm-hmm. what you know what you're doing and how that's making a difference. Yes, that's awesome. I yeah. needed to I need to be able to see that. Well, and the only so. reason I can say that is because I'm the same kind of person. Okay. Like you know, I need that uh, that encouragement, and I need to be able to. You know, I'm not very good with like delayed, you know, <laughs> gratification or whatever. Like, I need to be able. Is this to, therapy now? Right. I need the <laughs> I need the Lord to show me here. Here too. is what's happening around you, and here's how your life is impacting other people. And yep. Anyway, so okay, that's awesome. Yes, yes. So so uh, uh, w- talk about. I want to, if you could, I'd like to hear a little bit more. Your your first year teaching. Okay, you're in the classroom with all these little kids, and you're realizing, oh, oh. no, right? Because <laughs> let me say, uh, before we start talking about this, let me say, all of you out there who are teaching young children, I just want to say, bless your heart. I mean, we uh, I'm so grateful for you, because uh, just watching my kids when they were that age and their classes and everything, I, you know, I, I love being around little kids, but, but you're right, like eight hours a day? I mean, wow. It's so much. It's so hard, yes. and, and you have to be the energy level that yep. it takes on a day-to-day basis. Right. So, okay, but talk about that because I'm sure there was like There was a huge transition, right? Yeah. Like that was, I mean, and y- you know, you talk about the changes between 18 and 22. So I would have been 21. Right. And I had this plan, and I'm also very type A. Yes. Um, right. <clears throat> so I had this plan, and I was going to see it through uh-huh. no matter what. And then I get into the classroom and realize, <clears throat> excuse me, that yeah. I... I, I didn't think this was, I'm like, oops, what right. have I done? I've messed up. Right. And so one of my big, um, you know, topics of conversation with college students mm-hmm. is that when you realize that you've, you know, when you've messed up, the mm-hmm. best thing to do is just course correct. Because right. then, you know, that, that path from, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to be a classroom teacher in elementary school, second right. grade specifically. Yeah. Yeah. You you and I will decorate with red and green, you know, or whatever. <laughs> so like I knew what I was going to do. And then when I went, uh oh, this isn't what I want. Right. It's really tempting to push forward with the plan uh-huh. just so that you don't have to admit that you were wrong or that yeah. you spent, you know, wasted time because there's no wasted time on God's calendar. Yeah, there just exactly. is not right and so um talking to my students about course correcting and failure failure is just another way to realize like oh okay this is just a different way and a different path so when I realized that that wasn't the direction I wanted to go and 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 shifted it wasn't that I didn't like children or school system I just thought wow I don't know how I could possibly do this 
for eight hours a day and still, you know, have my own family, which at that point I hoped to have right. children of my own, uh -huh. um, which was another part of my faith journey. We had a difficult time having okay. children. Yeah. And so, um, but at that point I knew that was what I hoped and dreamed for. And I thought, I don't know that I can do this, but you know, God used that, um, time in teaching me how to be a teacher and all the best practices about being a teacher. And as a college teacher, that's rare. You don't yeah. see many college teachers who get the pedagogy and the that's right. teaching and learning about teaching and learning about learning. Right. Um, you know, they're, they're expert in their area, yes. but they're not necessarily expert teachers. And so I feel like that prepared me as a teacher. Right. And now as a college teacher, I get to you know, I feel like I have more knowledge about it than someone who, say, right. went through and got an economics degree or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, they have a lot of, of relearning to do at the end. So, you know, correcting, course correcting, figuring out that it was a different path. But, man, it ended in the same, like, what I dreamed of was being a teacher. Mm -hmm. I just didn't, I never imagined being a college teacher. I right. mean, because you can tell an 18-year-old. Well, you know, you should consider being a professor. And they look at you like you have nine heads. Like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> what do you mean? You know, they they picture someone old. And right, right. And they're thinking, I'm 18. I'm not going to be a professor, mm -hmm. you weirdo. You yeah, know? And yeah. so, um, anyway. I, um, I same like, you know, God called me to preach when I was six. And that's another story for another oh. time. But I knew from the time I was six years old I that I was going to be a sometime. preacher. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so I knew that from an early age. But as I got older... I started to look around at all the people who were pastors that I knew, and I started to think, man, I can't do that. You know, I can't, mm -hmm. I can't, I, I can't wear a three-piece suit. You know, I right. don't, you know, my yeah. hair doesn't do that. You know, <laughs> uh, I can't, I can't talk like that. You know, so yes. I had all these, uh, these doubts and these insecurities mm -hmm. about myself that made me think, you know, this thing that God has called me to do. I can't do it. But th but I, it wasn't because it was because I was focusing on other people yes. and the way they were doing it. And I thought I had to do it their way. Right. Instead of focusing on the, the God who was empowering me to do it and allowing him to lead me into yep. this thing that he wanted for me to do, which is exactly what he did for you. Right. He, I believe you know, so. He took Absolutely. You, you, you thought you knew it. You thought you had a plan and yep. you had seen all these other people <laughs> do it. And so you had mapped it out. And then the Lord was like, no, no, th that is what you're going to do. But you're, but I've got the way I want you. To. Yeah. It's going to look yeah. a little different. Yeah. 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 So, so being open to that is really a, 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 right. a big thing. So, right. yeah, the, the series that, um, the series uh, enough that, that, that we're in is the, it, you know, we're talking about Moses and, and these insecurities that he dealt with, that yes. some of these same things. And, and imagine God speaking to him from this burning bush saying, you know, I, go tell my people, you know, go tell Pharaoh to let my people go. And, and he probably looked looked at the burning bush like it had nine heads, which, yeah, you know, right. <laughs> is That's weird. It's a burning bush. But, <laughs> but he was like, wait a minute. I mean, uh, who am I? Are you kidding? Like uh, me? I'm going to go talk to Pharaoh. And, and he's yes. like, well, I know you might have in your head what it's going to look like, but I'm doing this. I got this. Yeah. Trust yeah. me. You know, it's so, anyway. so easy to read those stories and to hear. You know, and and to think, but they couldn't have felt insecure, and they right. they you know because we get to see the story and we uh -huh. know the ending or right. the middle or at least you know the we know the story, sure. and so we go, well, you wouldn't have been insecure, you you know, you're Moses, what? right, 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 yeah. But of course they were crippling, so, uh, crippling yeah. insecurity, all and so many characters in the Bible, it's like that, absolutely, so, yeah. So okay, so let's talk a little bit about your faith journey. Talk to me about you know how you came to Christ and what that looked like in your life and what led up to that. Just share share okay. your journey with us. Okay. So as a, um, as a child, I was so fortunate that I grew up in a family with a 
wonderful, loving mom and dad and an extended family, all of whom love the Lord. Mm. Um, church was a center, integral part of our lives. Yeah. Um, we, I grew up in the Methodist denomination, okay, yeah. and so I pastor. You know, I, I mean, I've been minister. Most of my career ministry has been in Methodist. In Meth- okay, yeah. yeah. So, so very. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I like you, Methodist man. There I'm down go. with that. I'm We're down good. with it. Yeah. We're friends yeah. here. <laughs> okay, right. I like it. So I grew up in that denomination, and of course, when you're, you know, an infant, you're baptized, right. and then you're confirmed, and yes. you go through this yeah. confirmation uh-huh. class. Okay, so so I did all of that, and and walked, you know, in church, knew the stories. Yes. Um, and that was all great, but I never had a personal relationship mm. with my Savior. I never, right. um, and, and I, it's probably because I didn't have really hard things that I walked through where I yeah. was really seeking that out. I just uh-huh. was kind of doing the, th- I was just really lucky. That sounds really kind of crazy, doesn't it? But no, I, think I a was lot of blessed us to just kind of yeah. have this really sort of wonderful life and mm-hmm. um and continue to so certainly that but as a college student um it's so funny because i can look back and i can see places where the lord was knocking on the door and mm-hmm. i was like hey it's not sunday right. duh. <laughs> like can you stop it's bothering me <laughs> and so um by by the time i got to graduate school and let me tell you what those knocks were those knocks were literal knocks on my door on thursday mm-hmm. there was a program or is i don't know if it's still going but paradigm in, okay. in lubbock i went to texas tech yeah. and uh, paradigm was a thursday night worship opportunity um and i believe it was led by the baptist church it was in indiana lubbock. avenue yeah I think. Yeah, yeah i think uh-huh. so and so um i had a a a friend across the hall and she went faithfully and she led Bible study and she was just on fire for the Lord. And I'll tell you, there was a little bit of me that was like, this girl's kind of crazy, (laughs) you know, like, she was awesome, but she was just so, oh, you know, I was like, oh, and so I just really was like, I was always like, oh, it's okay. You know, cause I'm thinking it's Thursday lady. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not going to church on Thursday. Um, This all sounds so crazy now that I'm saying it. Cause now I'd be there every night. Sure. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Now I can't get enough. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I know how dependent I am and how right. desperate I am. Mm. And so um, at that point, I just didn't know it. Um, but he knocked on my door literally through college. In grad school, um, I actually brought a book with me because okay. it's very, very um, center and important to the to the story of my faith journey. In graduate school, I met a girl named Bree. Bree White was her name. Uh And Bree and I were in the counseling program together. And so we had some classes where, I mean, there was a lot of, you know, um, deep conversations. Mm -hmm. And and you got to know your classmates, you know, really well. And so Bree had a very um, tumultuous story, a very hard story. Um, and I'll, you know, we, we went through several semesters together and, and one summer it was hot. We were in the, um, college of education at tech and we had to walk, you know, from that building, what seemed like 12 miles, <laughs> you know, to our car. It's a and huge campus. She had yeah. shared a story. It is. She had shared a story that day in class. It was, it was difficult. It was mm-hmm. difficult to hear. It was difficult to understand. Mm-hmm. Um, and she pointed it all back to Jesus, always. She was wow. so on fire for the Lord. Um, and she shared a lot that day. And as we were walking back to the car, I, I didn't. I just felt so overwhelmed by her story. And I remember saying these words. I said, Bree, I just am so overwhelmed by what you've shared and how faithful you are to the Lord. Because it just seems like you would be mad or, mm. you know, 
angry and she looked at me and she stopped me and she said, Christy, I want you to know, and I'm going to try not to cry because she said, I want you to know that if I had to go through all of that so that you could know that the Lord loves you and adores you, then it it was worth every hard thing. So I am crying. Um, But it was powerful, Brad. I can't I, I can't even tell you. I, I'll never forget the day. I'll never forget the moment. I'll never forget what it felt like. Um, and the next day, I thought about it a lot, of course, that day. And um, the next day, she brought me a book called Falling in Love with Jesus. And she wrote in it, and she put yeah. a little picture in it and said, you know, I, I want you to know that um, I would love to meet with you. I'd love to keep visiting with you about this. I mean, she just knocked and knocked and knocked. And wow. so finally I opened that door, even though it was a Wednesday, you right, know, yeah. or a <laughs> Friday or whatever it was. I said, okay. So we began this friendship that kind of was centered around falling in love with Jesus. We read, wow. I read the book and uh-huh. she kind of mentored me through that. And um, gosh, she just spent so much time with me and we were busy. Yeah. We were in grad school. We right. were writing research papers and when thesis. you were married at the I was, same time. I was yeah. mar- we got married, Brad, Bree and I got married the same day. Wow. So, so we had this really That's cool sweet. kind of, you know, yeah. life sort of. A had, God connection, yes. really. Yeah. Now she did not have the, um, you know, she knew counseling is what she wanted to do. Yes. That was on her heart from the time she was very little. Uh-huh. She had some counselors who were really impactful in her right. life. And so she knew what she wanted. Um, and so her, her, she, she and I had this similar kind of path and yeah. we journeyed through grad school together. Um, because of that conversation, I, for the first time signed up for a Bible study at church. Wow. Um, and I'd never done that. And I was very nervous to do that. I was always worried that they were going to be like in Ephesians nine, yeah. you know, and I, I don't know what Ephesians <laughs> nine says. Um, so I was always really nervous to go, but I was 23 and I went to Bible study for the first time. And I spent from 23 to 33 so hungry for mm. every Bible study, every word I could hang on to. I did a lot of Beth Moore, a lot of Priscilla Shire. Yeah, um, right. I was um, two Beth mentor- Moore's, oh, yeah. I was working at Lifeway whenever, and we were doing a lot of her studies. You know, we were. Yeah. And, and so, like, you know, we were selling them, you know, yeah. churches. You right. Know, but we would go through them every now and then. When she mm-hmm. came out with a new one as a group, we would go through them just so we could kind of get to know them. Yeah. Man, she really impacted me a lot in, in, in my life at just the way that she approaches Absolutely. scripture and her love for scripture. And so, yeah. Right. Yeah. It's easy, easy to be. Or for me, it was very easy to, to, to just see this tangible fire mm-hmm. when you can see it coming from someone. There was right. just something about the way yeah. she did it. And I also was fortunate to have two mentors um, at Lake Ridge Methodist where we were going at right. the time. Yeah. Um, and they were phenomenal and very gentle mm-hmm. with my kind of, you know, very, I mean, very early, early relationship with the Lord and right. kind of mentored me through and... Anyway, so that that journey was so profound uh-huh. um, in my life. And Bree and I can t- I've got more to say. I know I'm going no, on no, and no. on. No, no, no. This is why you're here. We want to hear these stories. <laughs> Bree and I um, continued to to journey together. We mm-hmm. had children about the same time. Um, we at that time blogging was sort of a big deal. Right, yeah. And so my blog and Bree's blog, we linked them right. So I would see her new post and she would see mine and we'd comment on each other's and we would talk on the phone every now and then. But I would say our relationship after college 
she moved to Amarillo okay. and I was still in Lubbock. And so um, we weren't in proximity, close yeah, proximity. Right. So we didn't see each other very much, if at all. But mm. we definitely, I felt like I knew everything about her. She poured her heart out on her blog. Her yeah. blog was very much um, a mom's perspective of what God was teaching her in the moments of being mom. Right. Mine was... And the park was 90 degrees today. And, you know, I mean, like, it was more sort of, I, because I'm very informational, yes. very type A. So, like, we did this, and then we did this, and then we did this. But I, um, but we connected yeah. through that. And um, in, um, gosh, I can't believe that the year is, is leaving me. I guess it really doesn't matter. But on December 26th, the day after Christmas, mm. um, I got a call from a friend who was in um, graduate school with me and, and Bree. And she worked with Bree at Buckner for mm. a while. And so they were connected that way. And, and she called and she said, have you heard what happened? And I said, no, no, what happened? And um, Bree and her husband and her daughter, Mally, and her other daughter, Ellery, who Ellery was three at the time, and I think Mally was maybe five or six. Um, they were driving home the day after Christmas. Um, it was a Sunday. They had gone to worship that morning, and um, they were driving home, and they were hit head on. Mm. Um, and Bree was also 28 weeks pregnant with her son, Curran. Oh. Um, and Bree was was um, killed in that accident, but Curran survived. They were able to get her to the hospital and get Curran, um, and 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 he survived. and And Bree didn't. And so, um, I remember standing in my living room. I was still I was with I was with my parents and my extended family. My sister happened to be the person standing by me when I got the call. And of course, I was in shock and so sad. Um, and I remember. Um, my sister saying, you know, what in the world? And I said, I just remember saying, I don't know, Katie, I don't understand it, but I do know this. God sees the whole picture and mm. all we get to see. And I did my hands with my fingers just mm -hmm. a very short, you know, distance apart. I said, all we get to see is this. And I believe that so much to this day. Mm. It is so hard to do life when you're just looking through the little tiny gap in your right. fingers. But God knows the whole story. Mm -hmm. He has the whole story. And he wrote the whole story. And it's, it's, it's going to be okay. And I knew that I had a piece about that. Yeah. Of course I had a piece about where Bree was. Sure. But my heart was broken for her husband and right. her kids. Um, so she, uh, in the accident, she's the only one that passed away. She's so the only one that passed away. It was on her side, and, and it was, a, um, yeah, I, I don't know a whole lot of, of right, detail, okay. but she, she was the only one that was even ah. really injured. Man. This was so tragic. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, that was, that was a real turning point in my, um, not a, I don't know if it was a, it was just a, such a tragic event. Mm -hmm. And she had had such a profound impact on my faith walk and my journey. Right. Um, and we had so much in common. And so yeah. I think seeing that happen was just, you know, it was just, it was shocking in mm -hmm. every way. But I want to tell you the cool things God did. Yeah. Bree was a passionate supporter of um, breast milk, nursing mm -hmm. moms. Yeah. And when that happened, her friends band together and said, we've got to get Curran, which I don't know if you know this, but Curran means courage. And uh, she had named Curran 
before right. you know course of yeah. course i mean yeah he was named um but anyway um sh- they they just put out a call on in the blog world uh-huh. hey this has happened yeah if anyone is could donate breast he's, milk he has nursing yeah. please let's get this wow. baby the breast milk that he needs they ha- Brad, they had to open a, a breast milk donation center in Amarillo uh-huh. and Midland, new ones, right. because so much, so many donations came pouring wow. in from all across the nation. Man, and so that's so crazy. Curran was taken care of, yeah. but the coolest thing is that multiple babies all across this area right. were also taken care of yeah. because of that. Wow. Um, and so that was, a, you know, a really, a really neat thing that happened. Um, well her I celebration. Think about, uh, I think about all those mo- moms too. Like what a, I don't know, what a, what a beautiful and intimate way to, to speak into someone else's life, to help somebody else. Yes. I mean, it's not, you're like, you're literally helping somebody from your body. I mean, that's, yeah. a, that is a huge it's deal. It's the you know? neatest thing. Wow. It's still, I haven't followed up in a long time to know if those donation centers are still, right. you know, going. I don't know what mm-hmm. the long, long-term long legacy, but I know in the immediate they had to scramble, and they did scramble, and they did, you know, because so many people answered that call to wow. help. That's you know, so we want to cool. help when yeah. something happens, and uh-huh. so um, that was a neat thing, and there's a, a ton of, of other things that happen. I'm actually, um, I brought this with me. I know you saw me when I walked in. Uh-huh. I have a book in front of me called Beauty Out of Chaos. Yeah. It's a mother's devotional journal, and it's written um, based on her blog. Wow. So her family took her blog and turned it into a devotional, and, um, and so I am actually quoted on the back, um, and so I said, Brie is the reason who, why I can trust today in the knowledge that God's plan is perfect, even when we don't understand. She introduced me to the love of Jesus and the truth of his perfect plan. Her guidance into that relationship is the single best thing that happened in my life. Wow. He, through Brie, changed everything for me, and I know I am certainly not the only one she touched so very deeply. I keep a note in my Bible, and side note, it's still in there, and yeah. I look at it all the time. That Bree sent me shortly after we met. In it, she begins offering her sweet hand in friendship and then goes on to say, I wanted to share this card with you, too. This peak is the mountain my dad and I climbed together, and also my stepmom took the picture. It's so special to me. She also shared this verse. Jesus says in John 10.10, I came that Christy may have life and Mm. have it abundantly. Thanks to Bree, I am living an abundant life through Jesus Christ and work hard each day to extend my hand in friendship to someone who needs to know him. Wow. So it's a it's huge. Like there's right. so much more to say, but that to me kind of captures and encapsulates what that relationship did. And what one person, just right. one person saying, hey, you know what? He loves me, but man, he loves you too. Well, and I got it. You know, the thing that really jumps out at me whenever you're telling the story is um, there, there, was, there was this person in your life who was a who was who was able to do two things first they were able to share their story mm-hmm. like all, all like all of it even the even the hard parts the hard even parts, the yes. they were able to share their story with someone but then second they were they were able um to point you right she was able to point you to the love of Christ and like so for all of us right the 
you know, th- there's all kinds of evangelism classes that we went mm-hmm. to when I was growing up. We learned how to share the gospel, and they would give you, like, the, here's the five-step, the Roman road, or the whatever the okay. newest thing was, you know, uh-huh. that talked about here's how you share the gospel to people. I, I love that I got that training, and I'm t- totally supportive of that. Right. Sometimes we need that help, you know, to just yeah. tell us how to explain this, these truths so clearly. But the biggest way that we share our faith, the most impactful way, is when we're able to just share what God has done in our lives. Absolutely. Like, look, here, 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 is, here is where I was. Here's where I was struggling. And, and, and the Lord God spoke to me. The Lord God entered my life. And, and, and here's what he's done. And, and when we're able to just be honest with other people, that's the thing. Like, I think the biggest barrier for us in sharing the gospel mm-hmm. with other people is we really hesitate to share ourselves. We, it's, it's vulnerable. Scary. Yeah. Yeah, it's scary vulnerable. to be known. Mm-hmm. It's scary to admit, mm-hmm. you know, these these parts of your life that were painful or, or yep. imperfect. And but 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 that is where the Lord most often Absolutely. uses us. And I, I think about uh, Moses even in the, in this series. Uh, I mean, he he he'd murdered somebody. He was on the run in the middle of the desert. You know, yeah, <laughs> he was it's pretty, like he it's pretty dark. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was. He was out with all of the 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 sheep, which mm-hmm. is like the worst job that you could possibly right. have. And you know, and and the the spirit of the living God found him in the middle of the yeah. desert and spoke to yeah. him. And and then what what then what the spirit of the Lord called him to do was to go and tell the children of Israel that story. I was out yeah. in the middle of the desert, right? I was, I was, I was not thinking about any of this stuff, and I was on the run, everything else. <laughs> and then the spirit of the Lord showed up, and 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 that's that's how he had to start the story right. to them, you know. Yeah. So uh, he he couldn't say, "Well, I was, you know, worshiping." In right. the, you know what I mean? I was doing, you know, I was in my priestly robes, or yeah, he couldn't right. say any of that no. stuff. And so, but he shared authentically he had to with be them. Vulnerable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all those doubts and all those insecurities were actually then things that God used to help His people know, no, this is real. What right. what I'm doing, what I'm saying, what I'm promising right now, mm-hmm. it's real. You mm-hmm. can like, man, you can know that it comes from me, because uh, you know, because even even Moses was like, man, I I, I can't do this. I can't yeah, share that. You know, absolutely. That's awesome. Bree yeah. White. Bree White. And the name of the book is Beauty from Chaos. Brood, Beauty, Beauty from, chaos. from Chaos. And her married name is Gomez. Okay, so it's Gomez. Bree White Gomez. Gomez. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, you know, I haven't looked for the book in print. I don't know if it still is, but it's a beautiful, beautiful. And I won't write in it. I'm like. Yeah, you're just, saving that. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I treasure her words. Her, um, this is interesting. She went to worship on a Sunday morning and, um, and, and posted in her blog just before they got on the road. Right. And she didn't, she didn't off, she didn't do this ever on her, in, in the history of her blog. But this morning uh, that she, the morning that she died, she posted the words um, to the song. Um, gosh, I can't think of the name of it, but I'm running to your arms. I'm running to your arms. The yeah. riches of your love will always be enough. Nothing compares to your embrace. Light of the world forever reign. Yeah. Those were her last words and all she did was post a song she never did that Bree was a woman of many words (laughs) (laughs) I mean and you know it's funny because I I, sometimes I would read her blog and I would think holy moly Bree this is a lot of words you know but now to think that her children have those words and those lessons and that I mean she always every day was a lesson every day she was like she was in a hurry I think Uh she must have to known some you know not like yeah there was she was in a hurry 
to, mm. to, to win people for the Lord and to tell her story and to see all of the things that the ways that God was working in their little family life. Right. Whereas I was like, I don't know, like, I just want to make sure we have milk and refrigerator. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and so um, that's 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 the way she ended um, the blog. And so that's the last entry in this devotional is, is that song. And so, so cool. when we sing that song in church, if you've ever noticed, I'll just yeah. I will be like in a heap on the floor right. because we also sang it at her celebration mm-hmm. um, and her funeral. And, and that was probably, that was the first time I ever raised my hands to the Lord. Right. So I cry thinking about it because I always held back because it felt mm-hmm. so vulnerable. And, um, but it, it was, I mean, it was such a celebration and such a profound and beautiful thing, even though there were children, her babies crying in the front row. Oh gosh. You yeah. you you could still the presence of the Lord was so powerfully in that place. And why? Because mm. there were people in the congregation like me right. that she changed my whole life and I wasn't the only one. It was yeah. dozens of them in the audience. Dozens. Right. And so we were all able to just worship in the presence of the Lord and know that she was worshiping in the presence of the literal presence right, right. of the Lord. Yeah. It's a cool day. I, the, uh, we had mm-hmm. one of uh, Amy and I's really, really good friends. He was actually really a part of Amy's family. I mean, mm-hmm. he joined her dad's youth group whenever he was in high school and his mom passed away. And his, his name was Sean Brown. And he uh, he was killed at Wedgwood Baptist Church in Fort Worth, Texas, in oh. 1999. Remember, a, yes. a gunman went in yes. and, and killed eight people and himself. And so Sean was one of the people that died that day. Oh. And um, at his funeral, his wife they had they were about to celebrate their second anniversary. Okay, mm. and his wife uh, Kathy Joe uh, came into the. She and her family entered the worship center at at Southwestern Seminary yes. where the funeral was. They entered singing, shout to the Lord, oh, the earth, let us sing, power, majesty, praise to the king. So she walked all the way down to the front singing that song with her face to the sky and tears streaming down her face. And then she just fell on her face, like on her knees at the front with her hands over her head and just sang that song. And um, Wow, I can't so even talk. Yeah, so I'm like for me, like, you know, that was such a powerful example to me of of what it means to trust the Lord, you know, oh, really yes. trust the Lord. So uh, so now every time that I hear that song, oh, you know, sure. I think about that moment. Yeah. And um, and now when every time I hear forever rain, I'm going to think about this moment. Absolutely. Uh, but but the truth is, uh, Christy, the truth is that uh, for all of us who are in Christ, that's that's what we're all doing or yeah. running to his arms. And 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 all of our lives are about that, about running into his arms, because the riches of his love will always be enough. Always. The riches of his love are enough when uh, when we're celebrating the birth of our children, yeah. when we're celebrating our 21st anniversary. Yeah. Uh, they're enough and they're also enough whenever we're experiencing the grief yeah. and the loss of a child Shattered or a grief. friend mm-hmm. or uh, a family member. Absolutely. And the riches of his love are indeed always enough. enough. So it's beautiful. Well, gosh, Christy, thanks so much for, for joining us on the podcast today. And I, and thank you for sharing about Brie. 
if uh, we're, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna look on Amazon or wherever. And we're gonna see if that if this book if it's still okay. available in print. Yes. Then in the show notes for this show, we'll put a link. Wonderful. And that way, people can go out and they can get a copy of it for themselves. Absolutely. But, uh, but I would yeah, I would love to introduce okay. people to Bree's uh, words. Absolutely. So, uh, and well, her life a little more. I can't thank you enough um, for having me. I'm so grateful that I came here today straight from physical therapy, which means yeah. I have zero makeup on because I've <laughs> cried the whole time, which if you know me at all, you know isn't shocking. I'm very, very tender, and it's easy for me to cry, but this has been a beautiful day for just allowing me to get to tell a little bit of my story because yeah. it feels it feels like God comes and just gives me a big hug again yeah. and says, hey, don't forget, like you've come this far um, those you know those rocks of remembrance, mm-hmm. like hey, don't don't forget, man. This right. this and journey you're on. Not only that though, Christy, like there there people maybe listen to the podcast right now that that you can say you could say to them, you know, look yeah. if if losing this precious precious friend of mine, if going through all of that loss and grief and heartache, if all it really led to was the opportunity for you to hear today that God loves you, then it, it was, was enough, enough. right? Just exactly Absolutely. what breathes words to you. Absolutely. And, uh, and I think in all of our lives, those of us who really know Christ, right, who have been transformed by his love, that's just truth for us, you know. It is. And, uh, and we really want for other people to experience this love that yes. we've experienced. Absolutely. And, uh, so yeah. anyway. I would love to talk to anyone that ever wants to hear yeah. or know more. But, yeah, let's let's see if we can find this. I'll, I'll awesome. work on it with you. That'd Thank be awesome. you again. Right. We'll look it up. And if it, 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 like I said, the book's available. The link will be in the show notes. So make sure you check there. And thanks again for joining us for the First Things First podcast. Make sure you tune in and join us next week. Have a great day.